All right, good morning and welcome to the stock market update. It is Thursday, May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. And there's a lot to talk about because yesterday we had a massive rally after the Fed meeting. We us traders love what Powell had to say. So we will talk about it. What did he say? Why are the markets reacting what they are, uh, the way they are reacting? And will it last? There's more earnings drama from Lyft, Expedia. Uh, no, we already talked about that yesterday, but Etsy, eBay. So we have a lot going on there. And crude oil is rallying again. Plus, um, well, we'll show you what happened in our account this morning. Really, really interesting. Uh, so you need to know that. Anyhow, before we dive in and show you what's moving the markets, this is your first time here. Hi, I'm Marcus Hartcutter. This super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hart. And together we have more than 47 years of trading experience. And every morning we sift through a mountain of news websites, newsletters and reports. And then we take the most important news and go live right here to share with you what you need to know as you head into your trading day. If this is your first time here, I know it can be a little bit overwhelming, but don't worry. We have a special video just for you that I'll link to in the description. And that's a great place to get started. But before we take a look at the charts and how we are trading the markets, uh, let me share something with you real quick, because I think I'm evil. <laughs> so here's why. Okay, what day comes after Tuesday? Well, it's Monday, Tuesday, trash day. <clears throat> but you see, for unknown reasons, I cannot retain that Wednesday is trash day. So, so here's what's usually happening. See, yesterday was Wednesday, and like every morning, we do our stock market update, and after this, I'm listening to Coach T doing the fundamentals calls for our mastermind traders while I'm trading and then it happens, right? I, 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 hear, I hear the rumbling and, and the hissing <laughs> of the hydraulic lifts out of a big truck, the garbage truck. <laughs> and in horror, I realized that again, I forgot to set out the trash cans to the curb. <laughs> so. Storming down the stairs, run into the kitchen, grab the trash bag that definitely wants a ride in this garbage truck. And I, I run inside. But again, it's too late. It's just the garbage man already halfway down the street and waving at them frantically. And uh, I mean, Mark, you know this. I, I have freakishly long arms, so they must see me. I'm, I'm sure they do. I bet they even say to each other. Look at this dude. He forgot to set out the trash cans again. What an again. idiot. <laughs> they just keep driving. So, okay, here I am standing in the middle of the street, trash bag in hand, and an evil thought is crossing my mind. I must say it's bad. I, I don't even know if I should, so should say it out loud. Okay, All right. confession time. So while I'm standing there with my stinky trash bag in hand, I see something blue staring at me. It's the recycling bin that hasn't been <laughs> emptied yet. And you see, now I have this little angel and on one shoulder and the little devil on the other shoulder. And the little angel said, no, you can't do this. And the little devil said, uh, nobody is checking whether there's only recycling in there. Nobody will notice. The little angel, no, but that's evil. And the, <laughs> the little devil said, well, having this stinky, uh, stinky garbage in the trash can for another week in the Texas heat. That is evil. Okay, anyhow. No, I didn't do it, and I never have promised, promised. Uh, but uh, it was an evil thought for a moment because my garbage has been sitting in the trash can for a few weeks, and I can tell you, it ain't pretty. <laughs> so not in the Texas heat here. Okay, so, so help me out here. I don't know why I can't retain it. I, I mean, 
it's not that they're changing the day of the garbage pickup every week. It is Wednesday, the day after Tuesday. But, but I, I think I know my problem. Nothing, nothing rhymes with Wednesday that would help me to remember. You see, Trash Tuesday, that's easy. Trash Thursday, well, that works too, right? Trash Sunday, even that would work. It's the end of the week, so time to take out the trash. So easy to remember, but Wednesday? <laughs> You have Waste any tips Wednesday. to remember that? Huh? <laughs> Waste Wednesday. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Waste Wednesday. See, I knew that I just had to ask. Okay. In the meantime, I'll just keep spraying deodorant on the trash. So <laughs> anyhow, that was my, my Wednesday excitement. But let's go back to the markets and talk about yesterday. Markets. Real, yeah. real quick. There's this thing called a, a, a phone. And you could pull up a, a, cal a calendar, right? Mm -hmm. And you could set alerts and they actually will tell you what time it is, what day it is. And you could label the alert Waste Wednesday. I will try that out. Honestly, I had the same problem for years and then finally Apple helped me. <laughs> <laughs> Apple to the rescue. Well, yesterday yeah, was uh, something else to the rescue for the markets oh, yeah. because look at that. I, I mean, let's, let's start with the Dow. The Dow basically up almost a thousand points, 932 points, 2.8 percent. The S&P up 2.9 percent. The Nasdaq up more than 3 percent. Let's talk about Jeez. what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great days, huge days. S&P had their biggest gain since uh, 2020. Um, you know, Marcus, I I need to give you a little credit because you had mentioned, uh, I, I'm not sure on the stock market update, but definitely with the mastermind group, that you believe that after the Fed, there would be a rally because the uncertainty is now out of the way, right? And that's exactly what happened. Uh, stocks rose for the third straight day after the Fed increased its benchmark interest rate by 50 basis points, which was expected. Uh, they also said that they would begin uh, reducing their balance sheet in June. Uh, now, I had mentioned yesterday that I thought that the, the Fed or traders are going to be focused on that three quarters basis point and what's going to happen there. And I was watching uh, with the, the Fed press conference and when Powell addressed that, boom, stocks took off. Yeah, because uh, this is where see that's when uh, the the interest uh, rate hike uh, was announced so that was not a surprise and then this was the press conference so yeah let's let's talk about it what did powell say during the press conference because he he addressed quite a few things yeah so uh i mean he clarified that the fed is not actively considering a larger 75 basis point hike he also uh, added that if the economy evolves as expected, the uh, central bank will be raising by 50 basis points at the next two meetings. Uh, this was less hawkish uh, than uh, they have been previously. Um, and uh, it was, you know, the policy decision was pretty much as expected. Yeah. And here's the interesting thing. I mean, yesterday, uh, when we looked at the probabilities, there was even a, a, a probability, even though it is 2%, but that there is a rate hike of 0.75% at the next meeting. Now this is off the table. And you see, even some market participants are factoring in that it will be only a quarter point. So 
That, of course, is a, is a huge change of what traders feared. And if you look at the probabilities right now, you mentioned it. Yes, uh, so very, very likely right now, 83% probability that during the next uh, rate hike, we will have another half percentage point, then another half percentage point. But you see, the probability of a quarter uh, of three quarters of a percentage point is pretty much off the table. I mean, that's where Powell yesterday said, okay, we're done. Let me just zoom in a little bit. And uh, we see that now even quarter percentage points are back on the table. Yeah, and I mean, in a nutshell, last uh, meeting and, and also the, the commentary since then, they were basically saying, we need to do something. We need to make this happen now. And they were very hawkish, right? Now it's more, you know, I think we got this. We, and so we'll have to see, you know, what happens and what the markets do. But that we got this approach or mentality has traders a little more confident in what's going on, or at least comfortable uh, that the Fed won't be so aggressive. And, you know, we still have to consider rates are so low compared to where they've been historically. I mean, we've been in a, a very low interest rate environment for the last 20 years. So, of course, this is a little bit of a shock. But historically, this is nothing. Yeah. So, I, I mean, as we as we, we rallied yesterday, I mean, no surprise, the VIX, uh, which is the fear gauge, I, I mean, that dropped now back to yeah. yesterday. It was at 25 this morning, rising a little bit. Uh, but I mean, that's a substantial drop from uh, the levels above 30, where it has been over the last few days, which has just shown the uncertainty. And right now, some of the uncertainty is being sucked out of the market. So, I mean, we talked about it. We, we have these these five factors, right? I mean, we have the, the Fed and we have uh, the inflation. How, will, how hot will it run? Uh, how much higher will it go? Or can they contain it? Uh, we do have uh, the, the war in Ukraine. Uh, we have the COVID situation in China, and then we still have earnings. So the Fed is a little bit off the table, but earnings, we still have a lot going on there. I mean, Etsy reported earnings, and they're down 13%. Yeah, uh, down with, uh, they, they had lighter than expected revenue, I believe, for the quarter. Um, you know what? I, I, I don't know if my notes are, I, I thought that they actually reported better but it was future guidance that that was an issue, right? That's what it's and, all about. Yeah, guidance, and so yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say because I, I thought that eBay, eBay and Etsy actually did better than expected earnings wise, top and bottom. Uh, but now we're we're going into a post uh, pandemic uh, sales environment, right? And so you have all of these online retailers that did great when people were staying at home. Now that's shifting. And so some weaker guidance uh, hit Etsy and eBay. Yeah. And also yeah. Shopify. I mean, Shopify uh, are down in pre-market trading because they actually uh, reported a, a larger than expected loss. So, yeah, after yeah, the pandemic, uh, these e-commerce uh, retailers are a little bit struggling here. Okay. So uh, we'll take a look here what the pre-market action is in a moment, but uh, super interesting of what happened this morning in our account, because I just got an email from my broker that said, you no longer have Wells Fargo. And uh, so, so here's the deal. If I'm, if I'm zooming in here a little bit that we can see it. I was assigned Wells Fargo at 44.50 and we sold calls against it expiring May 6th. And usually, uh, this means that if on uh, May 6th, uh, at the end of the day, 
whilst Fargo is trading above 44.50, well, then we would get called away. But it happened today, a day early. So what's happening there, Mark? How, how can this happen? I mean, <laughs> there's still some premium in there. Yeah. And, and so, you know, with the wheel structure, you start by selling puts, then you get assigned, you sell calls. And this is where a call buyer has the right to buy, buy shares from you. So a call buyer has the right to buy them, in this case, at 44.50 from you. Now, you as a call seller, you're, we were selling calls against our shares. So that was a covered call. The position was covered. We have an obligation to sell shares at 44.50. Now, most of the time, we go to expiration because it's actually better to be buying and selling options in the market rather than exercising them because there's still some time value uh, that the options are actually priced a little bit higher than what they'd be worth if you exercise. But in this case, uh, Wells Fargo, they did have a dividend. And so the ex-dividend day was today. I believe it was 25 cents. And so that meant that with the call options in the money, that the dividend payment of 25 cents was greater than the time value uh, in that option. So it made sense for anybody who owned those calls to actually exercise their right to buy shares at 44.50 so they'd get the dividend because they'd be holding the shares on the ex-dividend date. Right. So how does it affect us? Not at all, not at all, because yeah. it means that we could keep the whole premium of the calls that we sold. So great, right? And it's almost like uh, it happened just a day early. So it would have happened if Wells Fargo stays above 44.50 tomorrow. So, I mean, this is uh, for us, it has zero effect that we got called away early. Uh, in fact, now uh, a position is free in the account and we can add another position today because it seems that today, uh, we are pulling back a little bit in pre-market trading. So uh, looking at the at the Nasdaq and a, a five-minute chart. So uh, overnight, it has been fairly quiet. Then the Bank of England raised interest rates to, to the highest since the financial crisis. So this has been pushing the Nasdaq a little bit lower. And right now, we had some, uh, some numbers coming out on the uh, unemployment front. And this is where we are pushing a little bit lower. So that's great for us because it means that probably put premiums will be higher again. So, hey, we might be able to sell some puts again. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> so I, I'll link to a video here about the assignment risk and what this means, the early assignment. Take a look at this and uh, then have a great rest of your day and we'll see you tomorrow morning again. Happy trading, everybody.